This is Whiskey and Risk, a J. Crew podcast where we talk about all things risky while drinking a little bit of whiskey. I'm Max. And I'm Jackson. Let's get into it. Cheers. Welcome back to Whiskey and Risk. I'm your host, Max Katzbeck. And I'm Jackson Doyle. And today we have a very, very special guest, Justin Schneider from Principal. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yep. So Justin was actually our agency partner of the year in 2022. So huge accomplishment. Justin helps us tremendously with our group health clients and I should say employee benefits clients. And we'll get into a little bit more later about Justin's role with Principal, what he does, how we work together, Jay Krug and Principal and all that fun stuff. But I'd like to also introduce our guest this week. Castle and Key Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon. We've all got a glass here. We're sipping away. I won't read the whole description of it today because I can't find it online, but (laughs) I like it so far. It's a small batch, batch number one, bottle number 13,368. It's it's aged four years. It's got a distinct taste. I think it's, what, 50% alcohol, 100 proof, so something a little bit stronger than we typically drink on the podcast, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. I like it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I guess we'll start with our guest, Justin. So you've had a couple sips. What do you think? And we typically do like a rating one to 10, so let us know your thoughts. I like it. I love finding the small batch, unique stuff. I think we were joking a little bit about the bottle. I like it. I think the ice is cutting it nicely. I can drink a lot of this, especially (laughs) in a cold Midwest day. I'd go six or seven, maybe seven and a half because I'm feeling good, but I really like it. Yeah, I like that rating. That's a pro rating. I mean, you're you're going to seven and a half. I like that. I'm going to go, so I typically like the 90 proofs. I think that the ice is cutting it well. It does have a different, it's a little hot, more hot than what we typically drink. Yeah. It's got a different aftertaste, I would say, not in a bad way, but just stronger. I'll go with the solid 6.9. Oh, yeah. Hey, you heard happy Friday. Friday. Yes, happy Friday. And I, I will come in with my rating. I'm a little behind. I'm only a couple sips in, but I'm probably going to rate it a little higher than you guys. I'm liking it a lot. And this is more my speed in terms of what we're looking at. So Jackson likes the 50% alcohol, Max. It's a little strong. So if I'm looking to sip on something (laughs) like this, right on the rocks, I'm going to go 8.4 on this nice Friday. Yep, going 8.4. That might be one of your higher uh, ratings. This is one of my favorites. And Lisa here at the office, don't be alarmed if this one makes its way home for a field trip. Doesn't make it back to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Castle and Key, you heard that. Send the case over to Jackson's house. That's right. That's right. We are open to sponsorships if anybody's listening (laughs) out there. Castle and Key. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So, Without further ado, though, I'd like to take this podcast to focus on Justin and Principal. And like I mentioned, when we started, Principal was our partner of the year. That's mostly from Justin and his team. Obviously, a very large company, been around for many, many years. But our team works very closely with Justin and his team to make sure we're delivering the best ancillary benefits and service that we can to our clients. Now, when it comes to the ancillary carriers, we work a lot with Justin and very, very high on Principal. Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role and what you do? Well, first off, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. As far as partner of the year, it's definitely a two-way street. That's the first thing I want to say is that I work with these great guys in Max and Jackson and the whole rest of the team that make it very easy to do. This job can be fun and can be 
based off relationships, doesn't have to be a vendor or anything like that. So I'm very, very fortunate and we have a great thing going. I'm very, very appreciative of that first off. Yeah, absolutely. I would have to agree. And I mean, how long have we known each other for? God, it's been a few years now. I think COVID threw a wrench in everyone's perception of time. So if you told me it was six years, I'd believe. If you told me it was three years, I'd believe you. But it's probably been five. Probably probably been like five years now, right? Yeah, something like that. Absolutely. And it started as me being a nobody or the new guy on the street, at least for Krug and the rest of the agency. And now fast forward, it's I think we're one of your top partners and yep. vice versa. So it's been a productive and successful few years. And Cheers now, and now agency or partner of the year, I should yeah, say. So no, absolutely. Come a long way. Partner of the year to the agency of the year. That's got a good ring to it. Yeah, absolutely. 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 I think that's what my LinkedIn was blowing up. It was like, oh my gosh, we got of the year, of the year, of the year. So Not a bad thing. Why don't you just tell us about kind of your title now, how you work, I suppose, with our clients, what you offer, both yourself and your firm company. And then we'll go in kind of your background about how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, absolutely. So like Max has mentioned, I work for Principal Financial Group. Principal Financial is a, call it Fortune 200 financial services and insurance company. And I sell specifically employee benefits. The nice thing is it's I'm not going door to door knocking on people's doors saying, hey, do you need insurance? I get to work with great advisors like Max like Logan in the office, like Colleen. So I'm a wholesaler. So I'm trying to build relationships with different brokers and saying when they have clients, when they have insurance needs for their people, I want them to think of me. I am working with a bunch of different benefits brokers to put the best products out there possible. And for us, what that looks like is everything what you think of besides health insurance. So dental insurance, vision insurance, life, disability, worksite benefits. And then I'm also super fortunate to work for a company that offers a lot of other benefits that I don't sell. Retirement benefits, individual disability. I'm very fortunate to work for a company that represents a lot of really, really great products. Absolutely. And obviously, we've talked about our firm being around since the early 80s. I mean, we think that's long because it's before we were born. But how long has Principal been around? So Principal was founded as Banker's Life of Iowa. Mm -hmm. And it was back, I think it's over 150 years now. So we started as a small financial company and have just grown and grown and grown over time, got rebranded as Principal. We started as retirement, then went into benefits, and then all these other things that we do as well. So we've been doing it for a really long time. We're a Des Moines, Iowa-based company where I went to school. So that's part of the reason I ended up there. But I'm so fortunate that it's just such a great company to work for. It's amazing. I'm 30 years old now, and I've worked for Principal basically my entire adult life. And everyone else in my office, especially on the carrier rep side, same story. I work with people that have been doing it for 20 years, 30 years. Mm-hmm. A couple of leaders in my office have been doing it for 30 years. Our CEO has been doing it for 50 years. So it just speaks volumes to the company and what they stand for, what their values are. It makes my life easy. Absolutely. And just so our listeners can kind of get a better idea. So like Justin was mentioning, we're the agents, so we're more client-facing. And I don't want to say that in a derogatory way, because a lot of times when we're working with new groups, we'll actually bring you in. So you're the expert on your products. We do our thing. We are the ones that are reaching out to companies. Companies are coming to us saying, hey, Max, Jay Krug, we're not happy with our benefits, or we want to offer new benefits, or we want to just evaluate it. So when that comes to the table, we will typically start with the health insurance because that's typically where the things start. 
So in Illinois, that's in the under 50, 100 market, that's typically Blue Cross Blue Shield and United Healthcare, but they're very, very good health insurance carriers. Then when it comes to the ancillary, there's multiple ancillary carriers out there as well. So offering that dental vision, things of that nature. So then we will work with Justin and his team in order to put together quotes and different product offerings for our clients, and then maybe partner with the Blue Cross Blue Shield for the health insurance or United Healthcare or what have you. And then principal will come in and offer the dental vision, short-term disability, long-term disability. It's a very, very good professional relationship that we have. We're primarily the client facing one as the advisor, but like I said, to have Justin be able to come in and talk to our groups and be the expert in his products. And he doesn't mind, you know, driving to go to an open enrollment meeting with us and educate the employees on the different new products. So that's a tremendous value add to us. And it's a great relationship that we have. And that's kind of how I view my job. I think you summarize it perfectly is that you have your relationships with your clients and you know enough to be dangerous, but then you pick up the phone and you call me. I've always tried to view myself as an extension of your business. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know every single contract detail about disability. You don't need to know enrollment rules. That's what I'm for. You need to have enough to get that door open, and then you put me on the phone with your client, and I'm an extension in your office. And whether it's enrollment meetings or contract comparisons or negotiation, that's how I view myself as the principal expert in the Mm -hmm. room. Exactly. And Jackson, obviously, I do a little bit of dabbling in the employee benefits arena and the property casualty. Jackson very much focuses on the property casualty. Mm -hmm. That's really his niche. So if you're a listener that doesn't really have too much of a background on the ancillary benefits or the benefits side in general, not that Jackson doesn't know, but I think this is a learning experience for all of us. Absolutely. I'm, I'm soaking it all in. Everybody yeah. else, you know, get in some background. It's great. Absolutely. So that's great. And then as far as your role, so what is your actual title at principal? Oh, I got to think about what my actual title is. <laughs> I am technically a sales rep selling benefits and protection for principal. So we actually just rebranded. We used to be United States Insurance Solutions, and that kind of jumbled up in people's mouths. They didn't necessarily like that. So we are now Benefits and Protection. So I'm a Benefits and Protection sales rep. So I've been doing that ever since I started at Princel, which is really cool. So especially in this industry, we can get a lot of turnover in other companies sometimes. So I love being able to go into boardrooms just like this and talk to Max and talk to other benefits producers and say, hey, I've done this for 10 years now. And they know that, one, I'm not going anywhere. But then, two, I know what I'm talking about. I know my stuff really well. I also, when I look at you, I obviously, you're great. And I think of you almost as a quarterback, too. I mean, we have a service team here that works with our clients. When we bring them in the door as producers, we're, we're responsible for yep. being client-facing and developing new business. But we also have a service team behind us. But Justin has a fantastic service team behind yeah. him as well. So when I have a question or when one of my clients has questions on maybe enrollment applications or just specific benefits, I'll go to Justin and Justin will reach out to his team and kind of coordinate who would be best to work with on our end. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many people that if you're a benefits producer or even if you're an HR executive at a group, a lot of the times, especially in the small to medium sized business, you're wearing a lot of hats. You're not only the HR person, but you might be a truck driver and you might be working the line and then you have to do payroll and then you have to do hiring and firing. So being able to tell them, hey, not only are you going to get benefits, but you're going to get a whole team behind you that's going to be able to 
help you out and make your life easy, that's a huge advantage. And Max was talking about my team. And obviously, I'm not here without them. They're wonderful. They make me look a lot better Mm -hmm. than I actually am. That's a big reason why people work with us is because they get to work with my team and they get to know that it's not 1-800-GOOD-LUCK when it comes to service. They pick up the phone, they call Kyle directly. And his cell phone number is, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They can always get a hold of him. Even now, I can shoot him a text and say, hey, Max needed this and we get it done. That's just the company we work for. Yep. That's the team that I have. I feel super fortunate for sure. Yeah. And I think it's that continuity too. So a lot of times as advisors, you know, we're here, we work with many different carriers, both on the property casualty side and on the benefit side. Yep. Sometimes it can be frustrating when you have underwriter turnover or, you know, the people that you typically have built this relationship with might be promoted, which is obviously great for them, or they might move to a different carrier. And now you're trying to develop that relationship all over again. And the fact that we've been working together very strongly and helping each other out for five, six, however many years. This business is all about relationships. And I think that we value that a ton. I think knowing that if you pick up the phone and you need something, knowing the person picking it up is going to do what you need them to do is worth its weight in gold. It's so easy to get hung up on a number or a rate or a spreadsheet, but push comes to shove. When your best client needs something, do you have someone you can pick up the phone and get something done or get something fixed or get something taken care of? That's worth its weight in gold. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I can only speak on PNC side, like you said, but just based on what you guys were saying right there, that's just the difference that I've noticed since joining the industry is what he just said. When your best client or your best partner calls you on the phone and I need this done or I need to get this done, it's knowing, well, they're not just calling anybody. They're calling because this is a real opportunity and I'm coming to you with I'm not just asking, hey, give me this price or give me this package or whatever. They're saying, this is what we need to get it done. I'm calling you because you know that if I was to call you, it's to get it done. And then it's the relationship that you have to know that on both ends. And then you get it done. And then you just build on that. And now you're five years later and look at you guys. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you. You too. I like that sport coat. Yeah, you guys can't see us here. Maybe we'll post a picture. (laughs) But we look real good. Yeah, the the crew here is looking pretty spiffy. I I do say so myself. So After eight years of the principal, all my dress clothes are a shade of principal blue. (laughs) I will go to a store and I'll pick up another like blue sport coat. My wife will be like, you don't need another blue sport coat. Take any other color. And it's like, well, I don't need it. We're just supporting the brand. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a a walking billboard. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. So, I mean, obviously, I think we've hammered it home. Great relationship. Mm -hmm. We love principal. We work very great with principal and our clients love principal as well, and and especially working with Justin. But to dive in a little bit deeper, and before we do this, I'd like to just give a quick shout out to Ricky. One time shout out. I was waiting for it. Yep. Talk about Justin, his team making him look better than he might be, which is still damn good, I got to say. But Ricky, talk about making us sound good on a podcast. I mean, he's a wizard over there. I mean, we don't sound as good. I mean, I'm not saying that we sound great, but we sound a lot better when I listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. You know, what are the other ones? I think those are the main. All platforms we're on. All platforms. We're on all platforms. Wherever you listen, you can find us. That's all you need to know. Or for the right price, the goal exclusive. Yeah. We're calling. Yeah, absolutely. We're here. We're here. Yeah. (laughs) Take a sponsor. Yeah. Just where our conversation is going. Outside of being a wizard, you know, just with the podcast, Ricky works closely on the benefits team with you guys and servicing. How could I have not mentioned that? Yeah. So, yeah. Want to give a shout out to Ricky on all folds and all facets that he's involved at J. Crew because there's a lot of different ways that we could say things would be different without yeah. Ricky. Yeah. So, shout out Ricky. Like, but he would give big thumbs up to Principal, right? Yeah, I see. He knew it. <laughs> yep. He I gave thumbs that. up for the list. <laughs> I think we've hammered it home, like I said, on the relationship. Yep. And obviously it's great. And that's why 
Justin's on the podcast and one partner of the year, but let's dive a little bit back. Let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit, you know, personally where you're from, where you went to school. I know you majored in sales. And yeah. I'd love to hear that as, as younger producers. Yep. I mean, we're always very interested in the sales side, so we could pick up a thing or two. No, absolutely. Great, so but. I kind of have a traditional path, but a unique path. I'm originally from the Minneapolis area. I grew up there my whole life. Only place that's colder than Chicago, right, is Minneapolis. And actually, a big reason why I knew I wanted to get into sales and get into this type of field, not insurance, but just sales in general, a traditional route and a not traditional route. Traditional route is my father has been in sales for 30 years, and he provided a lot of really great guidance into, hey, what do you want your life to look like? How many vacations do you want to go on a year? Do you want to go to kids' sporting events? All those different things. Like, what do you want your life to look like and back into it? What provides that? Do you want to live in a house that's this big or this big? And that's the traditional route. The not traditional route is that I actually was a martial arts instructor for my entire adult adolescence. I did not know so that. So all, yeah. you know, from fast. seven years old until I graduated high school at 18, I was a martial artist semi-professionally. And towards the end of, as I got a little bit older into high school, I actually helped run a school with another gentleman. Well, a huge piece of that obviously is teaching. I got very comfortable very early on public speaking and engaging and educating and training. It brought me so much joy and fulfillment, shaping individuals' lives, working towards goals. Yeah. I just became very, very natural at the speaking and the communicating. So I gravitated towards different things like that in college. I went to school in Iowa and then picked up basically a marketing major with a sales emphasis mm -hmm. and competed in sales competitions where I probably could have worked harder, but having so much experience with the public speaking, things like that, it just became very, very natural for me. I got hooked up with a couple of great organizations in college, and those are the organizations that led me to principal. Like I mentioned, I went to college in Iowa, Northern Iowa, sorry, not Illinois State, but I went to Northern Iowa, great basketball school, and then we got connected with principal, which is a Des Moines, Iowa-based yeah. company, where it's the only large company in Iowa or fortune whatever company in Iowa. And I didn't necessarily want to get into insurance. I think that's the running joke. Right. Nobody wants to get into insurance, but right. I had a great mentor of mine said, hey, Principal is starting this sales training program. I think you'd be a great fit for it. It's about a year worth of training, teaching you not about sales, maybe but about insurance and about this job. And then you're going to place out somewhere. It can be anywhere out throughout the country. If you do a good enough job in training, hopefully you'll have a say in where you end up. And that's where I knew I wanted to be in the Midwest. I am a Midwest kid, Midwest values as far as work ethic and things like that. The yeah. way I communicate, I didn't want to go to New York. I didn't want to go to California, even though in some of the winters I think about other places. <laughs> I think but about that decision. Yeah, exactly, time, but, exactly. Yeah, no. But we're getting some nice weather now. But I ended up taking a territory in Chicago. And after a couple of months of doing some training in Chicago, so like my now boss, who's still my boss because nobody leaves principal, made sure that I knew my stuff, made sure I was knew the product and it's like, hey, what are you going to go do? One day he walked past my office and this is, you know, I'm 22 years old. I've never sold a thing <laughs> professionally. It was, you work hard in high school to get to college. You work hard in college to get the job. I worked hard in the training program to get the territory. And then one day my boss kind of pokes his head in my office. He's like, okay, go sell and walked away. And I said, uh, what? What do you mean? No idea what to do. But I look back on that as I was so, so fortunate to get that figured out. I didn't take over territory. I didn't take over any broker relationships. It was smile and dial. It was go find people. You got random people that work in basements and have three clients to large agencies that we've never done anything with. Yep. And a year of failing turned into a year of 
okay, we got a couple and then, okay, we got to figuring out our messaging and then now we got something here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And every year been able to pick up a little bit more territory and producers and get better at what I wanted to do. That's the cool thing about this job in this territory or in this industry is that I represent principal, but because of me working with advisors like Max, I'm not going door to door, I'm yeah. working with advisors. Yeah. It's yep. okay. It's Justin Schneider Inc. What do I want? What do I want my value statement to be? There are people that do this job a hundred different ways, but okay, what are my strengths? What's important to me? How am I going to succeed? Yep. How can I be myself and get the most out of it? Yep. And I think it takes a couple of years to figure that out. I think everyone tries to be what they think an advisor should be or be, okay, this is what I think a, the best type of salesperson is. But at the end of the day, you got to just be yourself and leaning on my strengths. And that's when we really started having some success and yeah, still here eight years later. So, and every year it's okay, go find a little bit more, do a little bit more, but it's great partners like Jay Krug and the rest of the agent and that it's, we can do more because yeah. we've just got a great thing going. Absolutely. And I think the synergies are, I mean, identical really to what we do. I mean, Jackson and I both started off in a producer role and it's like, okay, go write some insurance, yep. go knock on doors, go cold call. And I mean, maybe our path, I think the only difference that I could see is we're more client facing and going after business owners and businesses and et cetera. Yep. But the same exact path, you're still going after producers, agencies, you yep. know, it's just a different target. Yep. But at the end of the day, it's still, hey, building that relationship knocking down that wall and starting to build that trust. And over time, that trust leads into more opportunities. And it's very, very similar. Just staying true to the grind. It sounds like both both sides of the ball, it's the same. No good week goes unrewarded or unpunished. It's you had a great day. Got to go do it again tomorrow and have a great year. Guess what? January 1st rolls around. No one cares. Got to go do it again. That is a hard truth. I don't know about for you, but for us, obviously, in a sales role. I mean, it's not for everyone. That's for sure. People look at salespeople. It's like, oh, they might make a lot of money eventually. Like they're older. Well, they had to work very, very hard and get through a lot of stuff that most people probably would have quit their jobs to get past. People don't see the hangups. They don't see the (laughs) hangups. Or Max or Jackson's out golfing today. Well, yeah, we're golfing because we busted a hundred cold calls a week for the first three years of our career and got clients that actually were able to do cool things like that. And it changes over time. But When it comes to your role, like going from college to your role at principal, is that like the typical path, would you say, for someone coming out of college? Yeah, it's a great question. So my job as a carrier rep, I'm not the only carrier out there, even though I'm pretty fond of the one I work Mm -hmm. for, is that there are a lot of really great organizations that do kind of what I just talked about, a training program hey, you know nothing about insurance. You're going to come in, you're going to work for a carrier X, Y, or Z. We're going to train you for a year and we're going to spend money on you. We're going to train you and then we're going to cut you loose. There's a lot of organizations like that. And I was just fortunate to kind of get into the one that I'm at now where there's a lot of organizations that are a little bit more cutthroat. I got hired with eight other people. Well, there's some carriers that hired a hundred and two of them will work out. Where with us, we hire eight and we want all eight to be with us until we retire. There's a lot of different roles and responsibilities, but as far as like a carrier rep, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. And sometimes people get trained and then leave, and sometimes people stick around, and sometimes it doesn't work out. And you quick, just to your point, they figured out it's like, sales is not for me. I don't know where my next meal is coming from, and that stresses me out. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it as well. But sometimes you find that diamond in a rough, and it's, wow, this kid is made for sales. And then they'll be with whatever carrier for a long time. And for us too, and I don't know, I'm assuming it's the same for you, but the peaks and valleys, I mean, especially 
as a producer, when you're selling deals and you're making good money and things are really good, you're on the top of the world. But there are valleys too. I mean, you might lose a couple of deals or you might lose a client or two, or you might just be struggling getting new opportunities for a little bit. The peaks and yeah. the valleys, it's like a roller coaster. Absolutely. And I know Jackson and I definitely deal with that on a daily basis yeah. or what have you, but I'm assuming that's kind of the same for you. Oh, absolutely. So I'm very fortunate to work for a company that specializes in small to medium-sized businesses. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going out and trying to write the benefits for Boeing or McDonald's. I'm trying to write the benefits for an accounting firm of three people. Well, because of that, I'm a volume carrier, meaning I'm writing hundreds of groups every single year, hundreds. And it's trying to make sure my time is spent correctly, chasing the things that make sense for principle and finding good partners that I know are going to advocate for me. There's a lot of brokers out there that will use me more as a vendor, as a, hey, do this for me. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I'll pick up the phone where the people that are actually using us as partners and think of us as partners, turns out we have a lot of success together. I'll write hundreds of cases a year, but I'll write 20% of what I look at. So my job is just getting told no every single day. For every 10 opportunities, I'm going to write two of them. Eight times a day, I'm failing. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to understand that and you have to move on and get to the next thing. If you let the nose eat at you, you're going to go crazy. Exactly. It's like baseball, your batting average. Maybe 200 won't get you into the Hall of Fame. But if you're seven for 10, I mean, 300, bad 300 for your whole career, you're into the Hall of Fame. Play for the Cubs. Yeah. Play for the Cubs, maybe. (laughs) I take to that because I think there's a lot of misconception, especially with when people hear sales, there's a lot of misconception. There's a lot of people don't understand there's a lot of different avenues to sales. And people sometimes get the, oh, everybody's in the same realm as the used car sales guy is the kind of umbrella we all fall under or whatever, which there's no problem if you sell used cars, by the way. Do your thing. We but, follow a lot of insurance to use car companies. So. It's what he just said right there is sometimes the guys that are just looking for him to be a vendor, he's answering the phone maybe 20% of the time, or sometimes he'll write the account or work on it, whatever. But it's the people that look to him to be a partner. That's the difference even in our world. You know, you guys talk group health and all that. But for me, the success you have is if you can deliver value to anybody. And that's not even a client that's a center of influence, somebody you were friends with in high school that now is in a completely different industry, but then you reconnect on a golf course and it's like, well, I'm in here, but I helped X, Y, and Z. Well, I think you could add value to my buddy that's doing this. And it's a constant cycle. It's a constant circle of, you're not just looking to sell something. You sell the most and you do the best in the industry when you help people. And that's for you, it's for us. And that's the difference that people don't see. That's not always price either. I mean, it rarely is price. I mean, of course, everyone wants to pay less for more. But at the end of the day, you want to work with someone that knows your operations and is going to provide value out of just being the cheapest. When you go to a doctor, when you have open heart surgery, are you going to go to the cheapest doctor? No. You want that doctor to do a good job for you. And then when you need him, you know, you're getting the best care that you can get the same thing with the products that we sell. And that's the thing that I think gets overlooked a lot is that one of the reasons I love my job is because I get to help provide products and services that help people during the hardest point in their life. There's nothing wrong with selling coasters or tables, but I'm providing products and services that a spouse dies and that wife or husband now has an enormous amount of debt that they have to pay off a house or a funeral. 
And I get to help provide that product that helps get that person through the darkest part of their life. Someone gets hurt in a car crash and they can never work again and they don't understand how they're going to pay their mortgage or how they're going to pay for their kids' schooling. And knowing that a product that I sold with Max is going to help get them through that and help pay for their kids' college and medical bills and mortgages. I love being able to do that. And to Max's point about rate is that I get passionate about what I just said about the services and the benefits. I don't like to talk about rate because how silly does it sound to worry about a penny when a loved one has passed away and you need to make sure that that claim is paid right away? How much is financial security for the next 60 years worth to you? Can you put a number on it? You probably can't. Do you know that who you're working with, they're going to take care of the people that you've been in charge of taking care of? If someone came to Jay Krug and says, I want you to do our benefits. What does that mean? That means that if anything happens to any of these people, you're responsible. Knowing that, who do you want to work with? Do you want to work with the cheapest or do you want to work with someone who's going to take care of you? And that's why I love working for the company I work for is because a hundred times out of a hundred, we're going to do the right thing. And I've seen it in the last 10 years. And I've had companies come calling and saying, we want you to work for us. And I go, no, because I know that push comes to shove principal is going to do the right thing. And I don't know if I can say that about your company. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's powerful. Not everyone gets that, but at the end of the day, that's what yep. we do. And to be able to, someone's building burns down in Jackson, sold them a property policy that's structured correctly. Yep. Yep. And they're able to rebuild and continue their business versus someone that went for the lowest price on an actual cash value building. Yep. And the replacement cost is a million dollars. They're only getting a check for a hundred thousand. Well, that's not only destroying that building, that might be destroying someone's livelihood. Right. Just right. to save maybe a thousand bucks. That's very, very powerful. And I'm happy that you shared that, Justin. So as far as the current market of ancillary benefits mm -hmm. for listeners, I know we talked about like as us, as advisors, and it's just the way that it is. We typically start with the health insurance because that's yeah. the largest driver. But on the ancillary world, which can be equally important, especially when you're talking about like disability and things like Absolutely. that, equally as important. What is kind of the hot product in the market? What are you advising business owners? Like, let's say you're in our role and you're talking to a business owner that's putting a benefits program in place for the first time. Where would you start? And just kind of give us the layout. And even maybe Jackson can pick up some things on this one, too. What it comes down to is trying to find something that works best for an individual group. We can look at the market and there's lots of trends in the market, but it's what makes sense for the individual group. Now, as far as trends, I think we all know stories. We all know employers that are struggling to attract and retain top talent, especially right. post-COVID. Every year changes, but right now, I think everyone can sympathize with that. I can't get any help. I can't get someone to work for me. I'm losing people. Well, it's ultra, ultra competitive out there, and benefits are such a nice way to be able to beef up that offer to that employee. I can't offer you X dollars, but look at this benefits package. And oh, by the way, this benefits package doesn't have to cost the employer a thing. And so what we're seeing a lot of post-COVID is employers really having a hard look at what they're offering and offering more. We're offering more solutions than ever before. I think disabilities become so, so important, even on a voluntary basis. Because yeah. when you think about all the things that people pay for, they have their mortgage, they have their health insurance, they have kids schooling, you have your phone, you have an insurance policy against your phone. What pays for all of that? Your paycheck. And that's what disability insurance is, is an insurance policy against your paycheck. Mm -hmm. I think being able to structure things as voluntary, meaning the employee picks up 100% of the cost, 
is a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. So now a company of 10 people who might not have the biggest budget in the world, they're now offering 10 products outside of health insurance to their employees. And now that individual who's living paycheck to paycheck is paying an extra 10 bucks a month. But if something were to happen to them, they're taken care of. I think voluntary is such an important piece of this conversation and all the work site and the high deductible health plans and how do we help pay for a deductible of $5,000. Well, let's talk about accident insurance that gives you lump sums of accidents happen. Let's talk about hospital indemnity, where if you get, you have to go to the ER and you have to stay overnight, can we pay for that? So there's so many great financial tools. I think the important thing is working with an advisor who's got your best interest at heart. It's not, hey, everyone's buying this, so buy this. It's, hey, you have this health plan. We noticed that 80% of the people are in the high deductible plan. What kind of things can we put in place to help pay for that? And then, like we talked about when we started, it's then you put me on the phone and we talk about it. You don't need to know everything. You need to work with your partners who are going to help you. And piggybacking off what you just said, I would love for you to dive in a little bit because I don't think most people that aren't in the benefits world, they probably more than you would think don't understand it. But the voluntary versus the employer paid, to me, it sounds like a no brainer. You're offering these benefits to employees and if they want it, they can get it where they might not be able to get it without just having it offered. And it's not costing the employer really anything. So can you, you dive into that a little bit? When we think of group benefits, All that means is that an employer group, company ABC, is going to be able to purchase a policy for their entire employee population. It's not an individual person. It's an entire group. When we purchase a group policy, whether we're giving life insurance every single employee or we're giving disability insurance every single employee, we can do that as employer paid, meaning the employer is just going to write a check every month and take care of everybody. Or they can do it as voluntary, meaning they're just going to make the plan available and employees can either elect or decline that coverage. So it doesn't cost the employer a thing, Mm -hmm. but we have all these studies and all this data to show that the employer is still looked upon as a hero, is still getting the value of paying for it without paying for it. The benefit package that they have at the company, even though they're not paying for it, is a huge advantage. Totally. And even attracting and retaining employees, one. Absolutely. But two, just giving people that wouldn't have the opportunity to get this product that really, like you said, changing somebody's life, it's not costing you anything to do it. Now, there might be enrollment requirements or different things that go into it to be able to offer that to your group. But if you're able to do that, it seems like a no brainer to me to just give your employees the choice. And that's very strong. I think so as well. That's massive. And the nice thing is because it's a group product. A lot of the times, there's no underwriting. There's no questions asked. You're signing on the dotted line. Right. So whether you're 60 years old or whether you're 20 years old, a lot of the times you're just signing on the dotted line and then you have, pick your poison, life, disability, critical illness, any of those products. They're very powerful products and a lot of employers are understanding that they need to offer them to stay competitive in the marketplace. And I like that too. I do do life insurance as well, but... The difference, and I would love to hear your take on it. I already know the answer, but for our listeners, difference between a group life policy versus an individual life policy for some of those individuals that might have certain issues, everyone's in a different boat, but you want to touch upon then how powerful it might be to offer a group policy as opposed to- Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'll speak for myself because I have an individual policy and a group policy. Mm -hmm. Individual policy means that I called up 
a carrier and I said, hey, I need life insurance. And the next day, somebody was in my house and they took my blood and they took a urine sample and I had to do a physical. And after all of that, then they said, okay, based off of all those tests, here's what we can offer you and here's how much it's going to cost. And I said, okay, done. And I'm very fortunate to be young and healthy. So it made sense for me. I was able to lock that in. Mm -hmm. A group policy, because we're looking at a population of whatever it might be, 10, 15, 20, 1,000, we're able to offer a product without doing any of those tests. Mm -hmm. And it's just signing on the dotted line because we know that for every unhealthy person, we're getting 10 healthy people, whatever the number is. With life insurance, you might be sick as a dog, but your employer offers up a plan, you can get it, no questions asked, sign on the dotted line. I've had many people that have come to me and Max, I really need life insurance. And unfortunately, it might be too late on the individual marketplace, depending on your health issues and things like that. And I have to go back and unfortunately say, hey, I'm sorry, client, none of my carriers are willing to offer you coverage. I wish I could put something together for you, but you're just not fitting the criteria. Not only is it going to be very expensive, but in some cases, I can't even get you a policy where that's different on the group. Yeah, absolutely. And I think about easy example is because I do small to medium sized businesses. How many companies of 10 people do you know where it's been the same 10 people for 20 years and you have an owner and then you got nine other people and those nine people are like family. Wouldn't you as an owner just be so gutted if something were to happen to one of your employees and you didn't offer one of these up to take care of them? We have so many times where it's like, oh, I'm just paying for her. I'm paying for him out of my own pocket because they're like family. We can help provide those solutions to not bankrupt the company and also take care of that employee. And it's rather inexpensive on a group base. Uh, I mean, especially I sure compared so. to, yeah, I mean, compared to like an individual plan yeah. versus a group plan. I mean, you're looking at pennies on the dollar when you're looking at life insurance yeah, for a group absolutely. compared to an individual. Absolutely. Moving on then from that, and I think that's very beneficial. So that's kind of the state of the current ancillary world. And obviously you work for a very large firm and I'm sure there's a lot of research that goes into this, but what do you see as the future of the ancillary world? Do you see oh, any maybe boy. new products? How is that looking? Any, oh, no, I don't know. Well, hopefully I have a job. That's, that's, first all, and that's all I can hope for. <laughs> no, I think that benefits are going to continue to become more and more important. I think that COVID accelerated a lot of things that we've been thinking about for a long time. And then COVID made things happen. I think a buzzword right now is mental health, mental wellness. So providing benefits for employees that are battling depression, battling anxiety, be able to provide benefits to go to therapists, get mental health, I think is a huge buzzword right now Mm -hmm. that we're constantly trying to talk about how can we help provide more of these benefits. I think the other thing that's a a little unrelated, but kind of related is that, like I mentioned, my company's been around for 150 years. I think we discovered computers 20 years ago. I don't think we're the only carrier that falls for this. I think a lot of my competition would say the same thing of we got to figure technology out. Mm -hmm. And now that everyone's working from home and no one's going to the office, how can we help educate and train people in their home? Or we have a company of 100 people and they're in different states. So technology providing resources over computers versus paper versus in-person, educating individuals, because that's the other important piece of this is that while offering benefits is important. If nobody knows what they have or what's made available to them, we're just losing. We're not doing our job. So making sure that we're providing as many resources and education as possible to, hey, John, you don't need to buy this, but let me spend five minutes telling you what it is. 
that's so important. And now that everyone's at home, no one's in the office. We used to, when I started, I used to come in, there'd be a boardroom or a lunchroom, and I would stand up in front of the room and talk for 20 minutes and everyone was there and everyone had to be there. Well, now that doesn't really happen anymore with so many companies. So it's how can we get our eyeballs on all these individuals? So I think technology is going to continue to speed up things like underwriting and getting ID cards, all that fun stuff is going to speed up exponentially over the next 10 years. That's interesting. Kind of related, not related. No, that is. No, absolutely. And I like that. And as an advisor too, it's always good to, obviously, we try to be more proactive instead of reactive. So to know like different things that are in the marketplace or where we're trending and be able to advise our clients, especially ones that are growing very quickly and are open to new ideas to be able to talk to them about that. The other one that, sorry, I forgot about it, but it's coming to the state of Illinois. Might be five years, might be 10 years, but it's already in 13 states is state plans. So statutory disability, the state offering up disability policies, paid family medical leave in some states where the state is now providing benefits. And this is accelerating like crazy. Governments are approving states all the time where statutory disability, where if you get disabled, the state is going to pay for it. And we're trying to decide how we're going to fit into that conversation. There are some states where we could administer the policy. And there are some states where the state goes, nope, we want to handle it. And every state's a little bit different. There's a company here for J. Krug that they have an employee in Hawaii and principal administers that Hawaii disability policy. And it's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And so we're just constantly trying to understand how are we going to fit into this? It's going to become more and more prevalent. Absence management, I mean, those things are going to become more and more important. I could be completely wrong on this, but is New York one of those yeah, two? Because I've got a couple of clients that I have employees in New York on the workers' compensation side, as actually not even the benefits property casualty, and they've received letters from the state yeah. saying, hey, we need to put this place. Yeah. At that point, I'm not the expert in that realm, so I usually reach out to Colleen and say, hey, Colleen, you're the best at what you do. What do yeah. we need to do well, here? Exactly. And then and and she doesn't know, she's like, hey, Justin, you're the best at what yeah. you do. What do we need to do here? And what you we don't know is that I'm calling someone as well. Every state's different. So it's just working with someone who's like we talked about already. It's like, you know, it's going to take care of you. Hey, I need you to go track this down. or I need your help with this. It's becoming crazy. We have 13 states and it's going to be 20 in the next 10. It's going to be funny. We'll see. Absolutely. Well, we've hit everything that we've wanted to talk about. That bourbon was delicious. And this conversation was, this I mean, everybody's glass is, is hitting the bottom. My coaster so. keeps sticking to the table and slamming down. Yeah. It sounds like I'm a mess. It happens. So, we got to get new coasters. Yeah. Tom and Jeff. But (laughs) anyways, Justin, thank you so much for coming on. I think this has been great. And hopefully the listeners have picked up a couple of things about ancillary. I know I did. I I was sitting here with a listening ear for half of it. Yeah. yeah. Just taking it all in. I mean, if I can do like a last plug, it's... Yeah, please do. Working with an advisor who's going to take care of you is 90% of the battle. I truly have really enjoyed working with Jay Krug over the last five years. And I work with them so much because I know they're doing right by their clients. I have a lot of individuals I work with, a lot of brokers and groups that went for the cheapest rate on the page, and that's not doing what's right for the client. And I know that Krug is one of those that's not the case. And that's why we've had so much success is because their values line up with our values. And that's why we're going to continue to grow. So if there's one piece of advice I can say, it's find yourself an advisor who's got your best interest at heart. Well, first of all, I'm about to shed a tear. That's amazing, <laughs> Justin. And second of all, all I got to say is to the moon, right, Jackson? Your favorite saying to in the, the world, moon, right? The best has yet to come. Yeah. The best has yet to come. So yeah, absolutely. Justin, thank you so much for coming in. This has been great. Yeah. To our listeners, 
If you have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email, whiskeyandrisk at jkrug.com. Yep. Other than that, if you liked what you heard, be sure to give us five stars, like, comment, subscribe, yep. and we might have to do another glass at the bar outside. But other than that, we're signing off. So cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.